faith. What is it? Being sure of our hope. Convinced of what we can't see. By faith, we understand the world was set in order at God's command. By faith, Abel offered God a greater sacrifice than Cain. And for his faith, God commended him as righteous. By faith, Noah trusted God and constructed an ark for the deliverance of his family. By faith, Abraham was willing to sacrifice Isaac, his only son, believing God would still fulfill his promises. By faith, Moses chose to be mistreated with the people of God rather than enjoy sin's fleeting pleasure. By faith, God's chosen nation crossed the Red Sea on dry ground and praised him as it swallowed up the Egyptians. By faith, Rahab the prostitute escaped destruction because she welcomed the spies in peace. Time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, David, and the prophets. By faith, they administered justice, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire. But others were imprisoned, murdered, and wandered in deserts, mountains, and openings in the earth. We are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. So get rid of every weight, of every sin, and run. Run with endurance the race set before us. Your eyes fixed on Jesus. He is the champion and guide of our faith. For promised joy, he endured the cross, thought nothing of its shame, and having risen again, has been handed his deserved glory at the right hand of the throne of God. By faith, by faith, what a beautiful word, faith. Well, good morning. Welcome to Grace Norwalk. If you're here for the first time with us, we're so glad you're here with us. Uh, despite of everything that's going on, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people with colds, some people with the flu, and uh, this morning I just ask you for your prayers. Uh, exactly a year ago we had an accident in the corner, and today we had another accident right now in the corner. So uh, I hope everything... Ron, you were out there, everything, everybody's good, everybody... All four were fine. Okay, good, good. Praise God, praise God. Last, last year that was not the case, but despite of everything, we are here, and we are, uh, despite of all the allergies, I don't know if you guys have been dealing with some allergies and stuff like that, but it's, it's, it's my turn, it's my turn to deal with allergies. So if you see me a little off this morning, believe me, I've been dealing with allergies for the last two days, and... It's it's crazy. My head goes everywhere with that. But if you are here for the first time with us, we're glad you're here. If you're visiting, uh, we're glad you're here too. Uh, we are here to uh, help people find and follow Jesus. That's our desire, to help you uh, to find and follow Jesus. And uh, we're also a church in transition. So you heard some of the stuff that's going on, uh, uh, some of the changes in schedules and all that stuff. Plus, today our junior high school group, uh, this is the first time my junior uh, junior high high school group is is having their first uh, worship service. Their their worship service, uh, you know, with 
you know, just young people. So don't go there if you're not, if you're not in high school or just let them be. They want to have their own, uh, worship service. And, um, and so Pastor Tim is out there today doing the first service with them today. It's, 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 it's going to be great. Uh, the, the, everybody, the, the young people are going to have fun with that. Uh, they're going to have, uh, time to worship the Lord and, tr- and, and they're going to be able to, um, Get into the Word at their level, and they'll be able to understand the Gospel. They'll be able to understand how to uh, live every day for Christ. So yesterday, we also had our our first uh, teacher's training, Sunday school teacher's training. And uh, Judith, the kid, our kids' director, she was able to do the training. Everything went well. And uh, January 22nd, we're going to start with our new curriculum and all that. So I ask for your prayers on that. Um, I want to update you also in, um, that we are going to have a meeting with the parents on January 22nd also. Uh, so um, one thing we want to ask from all of you, the parents, is that when you check in your kids, you, you can check in your kids as early as 10.30, between 10.30 and 10.45. That's when our service starts. So when we finish service, um, be kind and nice to the teachers. So I know you guys want to stay here, you guys want to hang out, you guys want to talk, and it, and it gets it gets good, right? Just like right now when we were drinking coffee and talking out there, we didn't even want to step in here because we're having a great time. And I appreciate that because we, we should have a fellowship time as a church. But go get your kids, bring them with you, and and keep on having fellowship time. But go get your kids as soon as service is over. Please, we're going to be reminding you until it gets, you know, until we all get used to that. Um, so, um, let me see. Is, is there anything else? Uh, well, we have one more announcement. Uh, we have one more announcement. Eddie, uh, in the back, Eddie is putting together uh, something, a list of uh, people who are going to bring food for a potluck that we're going to have. We, uh, we want to celebrate Pastor Roy and his wife. And uh, that's going to be on February 5th. Yeah, February 5th. And uh, Eddie's working on that right now. And uh, so please see Eddie after the service. He'll be able to tell you exactly what we're going to be doing. Um, so we last week, we began a, a, a new series last week because we're in a new year. And for 2023, there's one thing we're going to need. There's one thing I believe, I strongly believe that every time you start a new year, you need to start a new year with faith. Why? Because you just never know what's going to happen. We don't have control over the future. But God does. God knows the future. God knows what's coming. God God knows what's coming into your life. God knows what's coming to the church. God knows what's coming to your job. God knows every single thing that is going to happen in this year. So it's important that we trust God. Having faith is trusting in God for whatever is going to happen, whatever is coming. So by faith, we just saw a video right now that it says, it, it talks a lot of... About a lot of people that, by faith, the scriptures tells us that so men and women in the Bible, they did amazing things. They did amazing things, and by faith, they moved forward. By faith, they took steps of faith, and they did great things for the Lord. Great things for their family. So last week, we began a series called Faith Forward. 2023, we need faith, no doubt. And so last week, we look at Numbers chapter 13. And when we were talking about faith, we were talking about, uh, there is two options. 
In life, there is two options when, he, when we talk about faith. That there is the option of the enemy of faith, which is fear. It's not unbelief. It's fear and faith. And we were talking about last week how some people choose to feed fear more than faith. And we saw last week the, the results, the consequence of that. So, uh, j- just, to, just to give you a little bit of a review of what happened last, uh, last week, we were talking about how the children of Israel, after 430 years of slavery in Egypt, uh, they were praying. They were, they, they were praying to the Lord, and they were asking the Lord to free them. So finally, the Lord sent sent a man, Moses, and frees the people of Israel and takes them uh, through a lot of great things. It opens the the sea, the Red Sea, and all that. And He took them through there. And and they got to care of them in the desert, in the process. And through all that, God has taken them through a, a few months, probably a year, maybe two years, in the desert. And this had been a promise that had been given to Abraham 600, about 650 years ago. And then it was given to the people of Israel, to Joseph, later on. And it was given to Moses. And then Moses takes the responsibility to take the people and to free them and to take them through the desert. And they see amazing things that God is doing in their lives. So they get to the edge of the promised land. And when they get to the edge, God tells them, that is the, that is the land. That is the place that I'm going to give you. This is the blessings that I have for you. And when God is telling them that, they have a choice. They have a choice to believe or not to believe. They have a choice to trust or not to trust. And a lot of times, we as human beings, we are more afraid then trust. We fear more than what we trust. How does that happen? Why does that happen? That happens because a lot of times we decide to feed our fears more than we feed our faith. And when we do that, we're in trouble. We're in trouble because uh, when you feed your fears, a lot of things happen as a result of that. So, if you read the story, if you go through the book of Exodus, you will read the story how they go through the desert, how they spend a couple of years in the desert, how God provides for them, how God is faithful to them all the way. He provides everything that they needed for them to go through the desert. But, later on, when they get to the edge of the, of the promised land, He tells them, He tells them, this is the land, and they say, can we go check it out first? So it's like saying, you know what, yeah, yeah, we know you're telling us that this is the land you're going to give us, but we want to check it out first. And so God agrees with them, and God tells them, okay, Moses, uh, choose 12 people, one, one, one person out of each tribe, and send them to the land. Send them to check what, you know, what I have for them, what I have prepared for them. So it was 12 tribes, so they choose 12 leaders. So when you read the scriptures, you realize that the 12 leaders that they choose are the top leaders in each one of those tribes. Top leader in each one of those tribes. So they don't choose just anybody. These are guys who are supposed to be men of faith. These are men who are supposed to be men who had a relationship with God, a strong relationship with God. But when they go and they go to the land and we realize that they see all these great things 
Honey and milk, milk and honey and everything flows out of the land. But as, as, as soon as they get out of the land and they bring proof of everything that God is going to give them, they bring a good report. But as soon as they give a good report, automatically they turn into a negative. They turn, they turn into negative. Ten of them go on the negative side of things. And only two of them, only two of them keep the faith and are willing, and are, are willing to move forward with faith in what God has told them that He is going to do. A lot of times it's easier. It's way easier not to believe than to believe. Because we as human beings tend to be a little more pessimist. We tend to be a little more negative. The the negativity is easier to get stuck with us than the positive things. And that's why last week I mentioned to you guys that it takes one negative person, one negative person to influence 24 people and, and, and give them that negativity. And it takes 18 positive people to turn a a negative person into a positive person. So these 10 decided to feed their fears over their faith. And it just went downhill from them. Uh, Do do you guys, does anybody here remember the name of the 10 guys who went negative? There were 12 spies. Does anybody remember the 10? Now, who remembers the two? Who were the two? Joshua and Caleb. Why do you remember the two but not the ten? Because you, you know that when you're a positive person, and you're a person who trusts, and you're a person who believes in God, and you're a person that believes in what God has told you He's going to do, He is going to do, you will do amazing things and you will leave a mark in other people's lives. You will mark your own family. You will mark, you will leave a mark in your own life, in your own heart. It's an interesting observation that most people don't even know the name of the other ten people, the other ten spies. So people decided to feed their fears over their faith. They didn't accomplish great things for God because they choose not to have faith, but they choose to feed their fears. They feed their fears, and this is what happened. Last week we went through this. This is what happened last week. Number one, we saw last week we, we, were, we were talking about the fact that they were all exposed to the same thing. They all went to the promised land. They all saw, everybody saw exactly the same thing. Everybody saw what God was giving, giving to them. And they decide not to, some of them decide not to believe. Some of, some of them decide to believe. And, and that's just to tell us. That a lot of times we're all exposed to the same thing. And last week I mentioned, we don't see things most of the time the way they are. We see things the way we are. It's that, that's why we can be in the same, in the same place. We, we, we go to a restaurant, we see a restaurant, and, and, and that person sitting at that table, they can see the restaurant, and they can review the food and all that in one way, and I can see it in a completely different way. Everybody sees things the way, not the way they are. Everybody sees things the way we are. And so, that's the first thing we saw last week. We, they were all exposed to the same thing. But everybody saw things in a different way. The difference between, the, the difference is very simple. We see things, not as they are, but we see them as we are. Number two, last week we also went through this. When we say, they, they came back with the positive 
report. But very soon they turned that positive report into a negative report. They quickly turned the conversation from the positive to the negative. Why? Why did this happen? Because instead of... And we're talking about the top. We're talking about the top people. People who were supposed to have a very strong faith in their life. They were the leaders in these tribes. They choose the best. But automatically, as, as soon as they saw the people, and as soon as they saw the land, and, and, and then they, they grabbed uh, the, you know, all the fruit and all that stuff that they took back to, to take as a, 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 as a proof of what this land offered, they turned into negative. Because they choose to feed their fears. And last week, that's why we talk about the more you choose to feed your fears... And let me tell you one thing. We all have fears. We all have fears. I can just imagine these people, these guys, the spies. Looking at these, these guys that were in the land. They're big. They just came out of slavery. So a lot of times we criticize the people of Israel, but we don't, we don't, we don't put ourselves in their emotional position. They were coming from slavery. So some of the stuff that they were dragging. Have you ever met people that drags people from their, uh, things from their past? And how it affects them in the future? In the present and in the future? So these people have been slaves in Egypt. And as they're dragging that, and they're dragging that from their past, they come to the place where God says, okay, the past is gone. Now I'm offering you this. This is what I promised you. This is what I'm giving you. Take, move forward, faith forward. Take a step of faith. Instead of taking the step of faith, their fears probably thought, you know, they were so afraid at that point that they thought, you know, those Egyptians, they mistreat us really bad. What if these guys, these guys are huge. What if these guys do the same to us? I don't know if you ever met people that their past, they're, they're, they're captive. They're slaves, but of their past. And it's hard for them to move forward. If somebody hurt them in their past, they think that everybody's going to hurt them. If somebody mistreat them in the past, they think everybody's out to mistreat them. And a lot of times we got to work on those things. We got to let the Lord work in those areas in our lives. We got to let the Holy Spirit transform those areas in our lives. So these people, they were negative, but they were negative because they didn't let go of their past. They kept on thinking what happened there. And they didn't just think about what happened in Egypt. They also wanted to go back to their past. Talking about repeating the cycle, right? Talking about repeating a cycle. They preferred to go to the past than to move forward because they were afraid. And that's what we were talking about last week. We were talking about how fear will take you from the positive to the negative right away. Number three, last week we also were talking about that people... Who feed their fears, built on the negative. They're not just negative. But after they see the negative, they build on the negative even more. And, and that, that's what they were doing. They, were, they began to exaggerate more and more and more. Number four, they reject the encouragement. Joshua and Caleb said, no, 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 no. You guys need to be quiet. We are going to take over. We are going to go. The Lord said, move forward. The Lord said, this is what I have for you. The Lord said, this is what I have promised you. This is how I'm going to bless you. Let's go do it. And they said, no, 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 no. 
We're not going to do it. Those guys are too big for us. So they didn't believe the Lord. They, so they, they, they reject the encouragement in the face of others. And the difference between a person of faith and a person of fear, listen to this. The difference between a person of faith and a person of fear is that a person of faith can go to the promised land today. And the person of fear might be wandering for the next 40 years in their life. In other words, when you don't believe God, you might be very unstable person. You might become an unstable person. You might become a person who doesn't know uh, anything about stability in your life. You go from one place to another place, and you're wondering, what's it going to be about my life, for my life? What's, what's, you know, what's God's purpose for me? That's because a lot of times we're so afraid. And fear will not allow us to have a stability. So, either you take the promise God has given you, or you're going to be wondering for a long time. Number five, we talk about the fear. Also, it exaggerates and they instill fear in others. So these ten spies who were negative, infected with fear the whole people of Israel. Not a single person in that whole community besides Caleb and Joshua and their families. Everybody, and that's what scripture says, I'll read it in a minute. It says that they all got the negative. The negativism that these people were experiencing, they contaminate the rest of them. People of fear usually have a very poor self-image of themselves. Remember what they said? You know, we saw these guys, and we saw, we saw, like grass, we saw ourselves like grasshoppers in our own eyes. It's not that the giants or the big people there saw them as grasshoppers. They saw themselves like that. But the reason a lot of times we see ourselves not like we are, we see ourselves, we have a very poor image of ourselves is because we're, we have fears. And we feed those fears more than what we feed our faith. We feed those fears more than what we feed our relationship with God. And when we see this, this is amazing. What were the things that they can, a lot of times we don't believe we can accomplish certain things in life just because we don't see ourselves capable of doing those things. Always doubting. Feeding your, your, your fear more than your faith. But God wants you to feed your faith more than your fear. So what happened? Number seven, that's the last thing we saw last week. Number seven, uh, people of fear contaminate others with their fears. In, in, in uh, Numbers chapter 14, verse 1 through 4, it says that the whole congregation lifted their voices and cried. And the people wept all night. Can you imagine that? Numbers chapter 14, verse 1 through 4. It says that the whole congregation, everybody, lift their voices to, to, to God and they cried. And they wept all night. So that's how much these negative guys contaminate these people with their negativity. And in verse 2 of chapter 14 of Numbers, it says that, And, and all the children of Israel... Complain against Moses and Aaron. So all the congregation cry. All the children of Israel complain. And, 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 uh, and in the same verse 2 it says that the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt. So all the congregation died. All the congregation complained. All the congregation wanted to go back to Egypt. 
If only we had died there. It was comfortable to be in the past. It was comfortable to be, uh, to be in, the, in, that, in that situation where we were being abused. It was comfortable because that's what we knew for 430 years. And God is telling them, no, no, I brought you here so you can be free. I brought you here so you can move forward. And it's because people of fear, they contaminate others with their fear. So the whole congregation was contaminated here. And they were complaining, why did the Lord brought us here? And in verse 4, they even agree, let's select another leader. We don't like this situation. Let's select another leader. Let's pick another leader. So fear gets you stuck in the past. And this is what they did. Nobody thought about what Caleb and Joshua's report was. All they thought about was their fear. We're afraid, we're afraid, we're afraid. Have you ever met people that get stuck in one one negative situation? Have you ever met people like that and how hard it is to help them? It's tough. It's hard to help them get through it. But let me tell you one thing. God provides. When you're going through the desert, God provides what's necessary for you to go through the desert. Didn't God provide for them? The three years that they were in the desert, God provided for them. He provided for them everything they needed to get through the desert. So every time you go into a desert, let me tell you, God provides for you. Now the question is, do you believe God is providing for you? A lot of times the Bible says God shows you the way out. The question is, do you see the way out? Or do you, all you see is walls around you? Because a lot of times God provides the way out for... No matter how tough the situation is, no matter how bad the adversity is, God will always provide a way out. A lot of times we just don't want to see the way out because that's not what we want to do. And so, basically, they were saying, let's go back, let's, get, let's pick another leader. And in the same chapter uh, 14 of Numbers... In verse 5, they said, Then Moses and Aaron fell to their faces. They're like, what are these people doing? They fell to their faces. They knew that they were, what they were doing was going to bring God's judgment over the people. So they fell on their faces. And in verse 6, it says that Joshua and Caleb, also they ripped, they torn their clothes. And they couldn't believe what they were hearing about these people. They couldn't believe that after they saw for two years, everything that God had done for them, they still didn't believe it. Now let me ask you something. What has God done in your life? You're here. You're alive. And a lot of times, even though you see what God has done in your life, a lot of times when we face adversities, but when we see the desert in front of us, we still have a hard time believing that. We still have a hard time believing that. And then Caleb and Joshua and Caleb, they said, the land we pass through, it's exceedingly good. It's a good land. If the Lord delights in us, then He will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which it flows milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people in the land, for, for they are, you know, they are bred. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear the people in the land. God has given this land to us. And this is how they reacted because of the negativity of the, the ten. 
And all the congregation said, Stone them. Whoa. Kill these guys. The last thing we want to hear is a positive message from God. We want you to, let's stone these guys. Let's kill these guys. Let's get rid of them. And then we go back to our past. It's amazing. You know, you know, as much as I do counseling, it's amazing how people like to dwell in their past. A lot of times people go through a lot of tough stuff in life. A lot of abuse. Mental abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. And you know the victims of abuse, they have a tough time getting out of that. It's a vicious cycle. And they have a tough time because a lot of times it's easier to stay in there than to move forward. Than to have faith and say, you know, Lord, what do you have for me? I'm going to have faith. I'm going to trust you, Lord. And I'm going to move forward. I'm going to have faith and move forward in what you have for me. So God said, you know what? I'm going to get rid of these people, he told Moses. And then Moses plead and said, Lord, please don't do that. What are other nations going to say about you, Lord? And so in verse 20, and verse 20 to 25, God forgives them. And God says, okay, I'm not going to do that. But whoever is... From, from, from a baby until 19 years old, they will survive. And they will inherit the land eventually. But whoever is from 20 years old and up will die, except for Joshua and Caleb and their families. Because of their negativity, God said they will die. And they will not die in the promised land. They will die in the desert. There are consequences when you don't trust God. There are consequences when you don't believe God. So, and, and, and the spies, the ten spies, you know what happened to them? They all died. God got rid of them right away. A lot of times you got to get rid of that bad apple. When fear, when fear controls you, you tend to make bad decisions because your emotions take control over you. And, and then in verse 36, it says that now the men whom Moses has sent to, the, the, to spy the land, who returned and made all, uh, made all the congregation complain against him by bringing a bad report for the land, from the, of the land, uh, those very men who brought the evil report about the land died by a plague before the Lord. But Joshua and Caleb remain alive of the men who went to spy the land. So, that's what happened because of the negativity. So, we got to be very careful with that. So, but how do you, you know, what made the difference between these ten? But by the way, let me, let me tell you something. Majority doesn't mean they're better or right. Do we agree with that? Just because they were the majority doesn't mean they were right. And a lot of times we're like, you know what, Yeah, yeah. if, if we're all, if the majority agrees to this, it doesn't mean you're right. You've got to look for what God wants you to do. You've got to search God. You've got to search God's, you've got to look into God's heart. What does He want for you? What does He want for your family? You know, what does He want for your kids? 
So what was the difference between Caleb, Joshua and Caleb, and these other ten that we don't even know their names? That doesn't mean their names are not in the Scriptures. They are there. We just don't care for them. Because they were not people who can be a good influence to us. So what was the difference? The difference was that Joshua and Caleb were men who were feeding their faith, not their fears. Now, are you feeding your faith? And I'm not asking you if you're coming to church on Sundays. I'm asking you, are you feeding your faith? I'm sure you eat every day to, to sustain yourself. Your body needs food. Do you feed yourself the same way with the Word of God? Do you feed yourself the same way? Praying. How do you feed your faith? How did Joshua and Caleb did it? Well, let, let me tell you. The, 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 number one, number one, the way they did it, we're going to move forward on this slice. How to feed your faith? You got to start by knowing God. Hey, Pastor, but that, that's so simple. Everybody knows that. Yeah, l- let me ask you. Not everybody puts that into practice. People might know it. Do they practice it? So, do you, we all know God is faithful. Do we believe God is faithful when we're going through a problem? Or do we get nervous? Do we get desperate? Do we, do we get worried? If you get worried, you've got to examine yourself to see if you really trust God. Do we really believe God is omniscient, that He knows it all? That He knows each one of our thoughts, our steps. He knows when I talk. He knows what I talk about. Do we know that stuff? So we would be more careful with the way we do things if we really knew God. So knowing God, this Caleb and Joshua knew God. That's how they were feeding their faith. They remember who God was. His attributes reveal the kind of God that we serve. The reason why some people go insane when they face challenges in life is because they don't really know God. The reason why people worry so much is because they don't really know the God that has control over everything in life. And it's important to understand that the right view of God will lead you to the right choices. And the wrong view of God will lead you to the wrong choices. That's the reason why Caleb and Joshua made the right choices. Because they had the right view of God. And nowadays, believe me, God has been... I mean, the view of God in the world, the view of God in schools, the view of God in in the communities, in society, is so bad. And people think they know God. People think they know God. But the wrong view of God takes people to the wrong, leads them to the wrong choices. And that's why we see people making the wrong choice over and over and over and over in their life. Because they have the wrong view of God. If they had the right view of God, they would think twice before they make that choice. And here's the problem. Most of us make the wrong choices. Knowing God will feed their faith. 
That's what Joshua and Caleb were doing. And remember, God is the same always. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. We are the ones who change. We are the ones who change. We change our attitude. We change our way of thinking. We change our way of believing in God. So Joshua and Caleb, what did they do? They did four things really quick. They remember God's promises. They said, you know, God promised us that He would give us the land. God is faithful. If God said He will do this, He will do it. Now, when is He going to do it? He's not going to do it in your time. He's not going to do it in your schedule. Wouldn't we love that? God, please, we pray and we think next, next day, oops, something's going to appear by magic. Something's just going to drop from heaven. No, Caleb, Joshua and Caleb were faithful. They believed God. You know how long it took them to them, for them to get the promised land? They went around the desert for 40 years. Not because of them, but because of, because of the ones who didn't believe. And Caleb didn't get it after 40 years. Caleb got it after 45 years. And Caleb was like, Lord, you know Joshua? The Lord said, that was my mountain. And he said, it's been 45 years. Give me that mountain. I'm ready. And he said, I'm ready as I was ready 45 years ago. He said, 45 years ago, I was strong. I'm still strong right now. 45 years ago, there were giants. There are giants right now. I'll, I'll, I'll take him out of there. Caleb believed God because he knew God. How can you get to know God? you got to get to know God through the Scriptures. Well, pastor, I don't understand the Scripture. Then come to Sunday school. Go to a small group. Get plugged in somewhere. Because a lot of times we pray, Lord, I just want to, spiritually, I want to grow. And, 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 and we think we're just going to grow by magic. It's just going to happen. The next day I'm going to wake up and I'm a super spiritual. That's not going to happen. God could have just said, don't worry, I'll get rid of all these enemies. You guys take the land, it's yours. No, God said, I'm giving you the land, you work for it. It's easy to just get things given to you, right? You know that's the worst thing we can do to people? Just give them whatever they need. No, no, don't give them... Teach them how to work for it. Because then people will understand, will learn, will appreciate what they're doing. So they remember God's promises. They remember God's power. That's how they were feeding their faith. They remember God's promises. They remember God's power. And, and, and you know, they said, He will give us this land. Uh, they remember God's power. Look at how He has helped us through these two years in the desert. He split the Red Sea. All the things He's done. We, we feel good about that, Joshua and Caleb said. We feel good because we see God's power. We have seen it. And we're seeing it all over again. They remember God's presence. Their presence, His presence was all over the place. He was with them the whole time. Day and night. He was with them. And they said for two years His presence has not departed from us. Is God's presence in your life? 
And I'm not talking about you being a religious person. I don't believe in religious people. Oops. No, you know what religious people are like? Religious people are like, I have my schedule. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this so I can be good with God. No, that's not the way you're good with God. God doesn't want a robot. God doesn't want a machine. God wants you to pour your heart. God wants you to have a a relationship with Him, a, a personal relationship with Him, when you can talk to God. And you can say, Lord, I'm not just coming over here to read the Scripture just because they told me i got to read the Scripture. No, I want to read the Scripture because I want to have an intimate relationship with you. Lord, I want to pray because I want to pray because I want to talk to you, Lord. I want to talk to my daddy. I want to talk to the God who knows me, who made me. I want to talk to the God who knows my, 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 my failures, my, my, all my things that I go wrong with every day. All those things that I cannot open up with other people. I want to talk to my dad. I want to talk to my father. I want to talk to my maker. That's what God wants from us. You know, it's hard when we are so used to being a religious person. But God wants your heart. God wants your heart. Remember God's presence. Are you experiencing God's presence in your life? Because if you're not, it's time to do it. It's time to move forward. And start talking to the Lord. And start telling the Lord, Lord, please, I want your presence in my life. Lord, I need your presence in my life. They didn't just remember God's presence in their life, but they remember God's past. They remember God's past. All the things that He had done in the past, all the ways He had helped them in the past. And so they had to remember that. Joshua and Caleb did. That's how they were feeding their faith. So they were feeding their faith by remembering God's promises, by remembering God's power, by remembering God's presence, by remembering God's past, what God had done in the past for them. They could boldly say, let's go up. Let's go take it over. Let's go occupy the land, for the Lord has given us the land. But the other ten were like, no, we cannot do it. How do you fit your faith? Grow in the knowledge of the Lord. Have a personal relationship with God, not a religious relationship with God. Personal relationship with God. Number two, prayer. You want to have a, you, you want to feed your faith? Learn to pray. You know the prayer is the, it, it, you know the prayer is the thing that we do for the most part, the majority of people. They pray when they're in trouble. But when you're not in trouble, you forget. You forget to pray. Sometimes you don't even remember to pray for the food. And tell Lord, thank you for the food that you have provided for us. You know that we find a verse in Joshua, chapter 10, verse 12, where Joshua's life of prayer was so strong. His faith was so strong. Have you ever seen somebody who stops the sun and the moon? He did it. He did it. He prayed. 
And the Lord stopped the sun and the moon. And they were able to defeat the enemy. They were able to defeat the enemy. And in chapter 10, verse 13, it says that the sun stood still. And the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. It's amazing. This guy had a, a prayer life. And he trusted God so much that trusted God in the protection that he was going to be protected. Remember what the Lord Jesus told Peter? When he told Peter, pray that your faith will not fail. So when you pray, do you pray, Lord, help me, help me that my faith will not fail. You need to pray if you want to grow in your faith. Luke chapter 22 verse 32 Jesus said, But I have prayed for you, Simon, he told Peter, that your faith might not, might not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So you're supposed to grow in your faith. Number three, having the right spirit will feed your faith. What do I mean by having the right spirit? Look at Numbers 14, 24. We have the verses here. Numbers 14, 24. By my servant Caleb... The Lord said, because he has a different spirit. So Caleb had a different spirit. You know what, what that means in Hebrew? It means that he had a different attitude. People with attitudes or negative attitudes don't see a lot of the blessings God has for them. They see all the wrong things in their life. But they don't see the blessings they have. That's why a lot, of, a lot of times people tend to complain more than they tend to, more than they tend to um, be thankful for what they have. And that's why that saying came up where, you know, be thankful for what you have, not for what you don't have. Simple, right? It's a simple thing. Your attitude will determine your altitude in life. Your attitude will determine your altitude in life. Number four. So, so have the right attitude with God, with people. That will feed your faith. Caleb had the right attitude. Number four. Hanging out with the right person. You hang out with the wrong person. You, your faith will go down. Let me tell you that. Hang out with people who don't trust God. Hang out with people who don't care about God. And eventually, you will go that way. Hang out with people with strong faith, and you will get some of that in your life. You know, you know that Joshua hang out with Moses since he was young? Look at what it says. Look at what it says. Numbers eleven twenty-eight. It says, Joshua, the son of Nun, who had been who had been Moses eight since youth. So he was young. And he was already helping out Moses. He was hanging out with Moses. Moses, you're God's man. You're, you're, you're a person of faith. I want to learn what you, what you know. I want to be with you. I want to know. I want to I get some of that. Do yourself a favor. When you hear somebody being negative, please run. Run. Once you start hearing a person talking bad about another person, run. Because that means that person is as negative as they can be. 
Look for God. Look for God to help you. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, it says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. You want to grow in your faith? Hang out with people of faith. Get stronger in your faith. Proverbs 13, verse 20, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. If you hang out with fools, guess what? You, um, you will become what? You will become a fool. That's it. That's what scripture says. I just got to read it to you, right? Number four, you will feed your faith when, you're, when you live in, by obedience and not by emotions. When your life is, 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 is a life of obedience, not with emotions. A lot of times, people are so emotional that they forget that they got to be obedient to the Lord. God doesn't ignore your emotions. But, but you know, you, you got to have some, uh, some uh, intelligence, emotional intelligence. Because our emotions, they vary all the time. They go up and down, up and down. And if you're always going by your emotions, do, do you think today, honestly, and, and I'm never afraid of opening up myself in front of a congregation. Do you think I wanted to be here this morning? You don't even want to answer that. Huh? I didn't. I couldn't sleep last night. I had a stuffy nose. My allergies were killing me. I couldn't finish the sermon until this morning. I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, Lord, really? Please? If I go by my emotions, somebody else would have to take this pulpit. If I go by my emotions, I'll be in bed. And you're, you might be like, it doesn't look like it. Well, when I get up here, it's a completely different ballgame. I praise God for that. It's not up to me. But I tell you one thing. A lot of times we live by emotions. And when you live by your emotions, you're in trouble. Because your emotions will always vary. And a lot of times your emotions are the way we perceive things because that's the way we are. So we got to be careful with that for our own good. Now, if you don't want to take the advice, it's up to you. If you want to take the advice, praise God, you will grow in your faith. But, but if you leave, you, you got to leave, learn to live your life by obeying the Lord, not by your emotions. Look at what Caleb, look at what Caleb said, his faith. In Numbers chapter 14, verse 8, again, it says, Nevertheless, my brethren, my brethren who went up with me, made the heart of the people melt. Caleb is talking right here. But I wholly follow the Lord my God. I wholly. In other words, me, me, completely me. I follow the Lord. I obey the Lord. I didn't go by my emotions. I went by my obedience to the Lord. I, I want to draw attention to this word holy. Feed your faith and basically... We need to feed our faith and learn to starve our fears. So he said, I will follow the Lord. 
And, and I want you to see. I want you to see the other verses. Let me tell you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna confess something to you. My notes are not here anymore because I was so sick that I didn't save it on this. But I have it over here. So let's look at it. This is how sick I was. I told you my head is off today. So if I say something that offends you, if it's not if it's not right, forgive me. If it's right, I'm sorry. But you gotta just take it. Deuteronomy one thirty six. Except Caleb, he will see it, and I will give it to him. I will give him and his descendants the land he set his feet on because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. So Caleb was completely, I'm all in. So you want to be a person of faith? Be all in. Have you ever met people who have, they're like this, one foot in, one foot out. Do yourself a favor. Scripture says that God despises people like that. That's what Scripture says. So either you're in or you're out. But Caleb was all in. He was all in because he was obedient to the Lord. That's why after 45 years... Now, now let me ask you something so, so, I, so we can finish this morning. Would you wait 45 years if it wasn't even your fault? <laughs> you can tell me. Lord, I'm still waiting. It wasn't my fault. It was those 10 guys who didn't want to believe you. I'm still waiting. Caleb did not complain. You know why he didn't complain? Because he was feeding his faith. He was trusting in God. He didn't need to complain. He was in it all the way. Let's go to the next verse. You will feed your faith. Numbers fourteen twenty four, But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. Next verse. Let's move forward on the verses, please. Your inheritance and that of your children's forever because you have Follow the Lord wholeheartedly. Verse 14. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb because he has followed God, the Lord, God of Israel, wholeheartedly. Over and over and over. You see how it, it keeps on saying about Caleb being all the way in. Being all the way in. So I want to finish this morning just by telling you. You have two choices. In 2023 and the rest of your life. Choice number one, you feed your fears. And you will experience a lot of the stuff we were talking about. You feed your fears, and guess what? The people who feed their fears and feed their fears to the other people, they die. We don't even know their names anymore. But the people who feed their faith and believe God, Move forward to do amazing things for God. You, you know one of the things Caleb and, 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 and Joshua did? What was one of the main things they did first? When they went around, around what city was it? Jericho. They went around and the walls fell down. Have you ever seen that? But stuff like that only gets done 
by people of faith. God wants you to have faith. But it's not a blind faith. Faith is not blind. Faith is based on what God has done for you before. We can choose to sit over here and complain all we want, or we can choose to say, Lord, if I'm still here, it's because you have taken care of me. And because you have taken care of me, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to do what you want me to do for my life. I'm going to do what you want me to do for my family. I'm going to do what you want me to do for my community. I'm going to just do what you want me to do, Lord. Because there is a reason why you still have me here. God is faithful. You have a choice. Fear or faith. Our Father in Heaven, we thank You so much for the opportunity that You have given us, Lord, to be here today. Thank You, Lord, for Your Word. And thank You, Lord, despite of everything that goes on, sickness, allergies, life, adversities. I just pray, Father... That what we talk about this morning will be considered in the hearts of every person in this place. It's not about us, Jesus. It's about you. It's about what you want to accomplish in our lives and through our lives. It's about what you want to accomplish in our families. It's about what you want to accomplish in this church. It has nothing to do with us. It has all to do with you. And we pray, Father, that you will help us and that you will bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.